Welcome to Courageously Casey. I am your host, Casey Russell, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is to share my story for His glory, and my prayer is that God will utilize me to speak to your heart and mind so that you too are able to confidently and courageously go after your God-sized dreams. Let's get right to it. Hey friends, we are back and I am excited for today's episode. Today's episode is going to be something that I am really passionate about, as I hope that all of mine are. I hope that the Lord will use me to speak through me to you and to your heart, you know, through real life things and um, experiences. So today what I want to talk to you about is what is the cost of shame? The word shame means all different kinds of things for some people. For some people, it's like something they have done. For others, it is something that's been done to them. And then there's others that they experience both both kinds of things, right? I've experienced both. Things that have been done to me that were shameful. And then plenty of wrong choices on my part that led to years and years of living in shame. You know, God doesn't create us to live like that. He doesn't. And being set free from shame can be something that can literally have you feeling like you have a new life. On the other side of carrying that shame can be something so beautiful, so, I mean, just freeing, you know, I don't know, I don't know really all the different analogies to use with this, but maybe you're one of these people like I was that thought that I needed to bear this cross. Like there were things that had been done. There was things that I had done and people knew about them. Some things people didn't know about, but I felt like I needed to constantly have that little birdie on my shoulder telling me, hey, but you did this. So you can't possibly be used for the greater glory of God. Or, hey, you may have changed, but don't forget who you were back then. Have you ever felt like that? Maybe you feel like that right now. Y'all, I felt like that for years. For years. And what is the cost of shame? For me, it held me back. For me, it kept me captive, literally captive. Here's an analogy when I think about shame. And I think about kind of like bearing this cross. First of all, Jesus already bore the cross. He already died on the cross. He's already forgiven it. And it's our job to lay it down. But as humans in our flesh, we just have a hard time with wrestling with this. Also, people around us want to constantly remind us of the shameful things that we've either done or been through because they don't want to come clean on their own shame. They don't want to walk in their own freedoms. And so they want to keep somebody else captive with them. You know, it's like the whole saying of, um, pigs get 
dirty and mud or whatever that saying is. Y'all, sometimes y'all just have to forgive me because I think of these sayings, but then I just don't think of them. Like my husband can quote movies backwards and forwards. I cannot. I cannot. So God love me. Sometimes I want to have a saying or an analogy and it just doesn't come to be. But I think that when I say those kind of little excerpts that you know what I'm talking about. So anyways, here is something that I can um, kind of, you know, have you have a mental picture. Have you ever tried to lift a railroad tie? You know what I'm talking about? The big, humongous wooden railroad ties. A lot of people like to use these for like landscaping and, and things like that. And so my husband and I actually at our previous home, we wanted this little porch, I guess, but it was really like this little rock area where we would have lawn chairs and like a table. We would just sit out there and hang out. And so we were going to border that in railroad ties. His family had some railroad ties and uh, we were just going to repurpose them. Now I can appreciate that my husband believes in me. <laughs> I can also appreciate that my body did not fail me. However, y'all, those suckers are heavy. Whoa, they're heavy. Really heavy. Like, I did it. I helped Colton do this. We we had a border. We it, you know, it was successful. Uh, it was not done without grunting. <laughs> and it was not done with like ease. Okay. And I definitely would not have been able to do that on my own. Like if I was holding this railroad tie, well, I wouldn't have even been holding it because I wouldn't have gotten it off the ground. And we didn't move them very far. So in my mind, when I think of shame, I think of like a railroad tie. I mean, something that is so heavy and just being, you know, like tied around my ankles. And so I'm just trapped. Like I'm, I'm just stuck. Maybe I can move an inch, maybe, but I'm not going to get very far and it is not very fun and I am not going to do it with the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. To me, that's what shame felt like. That's what carrying this felt like. That, that is what so many people are walking in and God does not have that for me or you. Are you willing to set down your shame? Are you willing to put it down? Some of us have taken our shame and we have made it our identity. Like that is how we describe ourselves. That, um... We're a victim of this. We are a, I don't know. I mean, all these different things. Maybe, okay, this is a, this is an example that I don't have any, um, I don't have any experience in, but I have experience talking to people with. Oh, I've been married for 25 years and I love my husband, but you know, five years ago I had an affair and I've just just never let myself get over that. And I don't know why he still loves me. I don't know if that's going to be any of you that are listening to this, but you guys, your shame and where you came from and the sins that you have done that we all do every day, by the way, are, that's not your identity. That's not who you are in Christ. 
Yes, as Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short for the glory of God. We all fall short. We all sin. There's only one perfect person that is without blame, without shame, and without sin, and his name is Jesus. That's it. That's it. There is a difference of sharing your story of redemption and where you came from and how God got the glory through that and how God got to shine the light through you by sharing some of the pain that you went through or the journey that you went through. There is a difference between that and by calling yourself or identifying yourself as something that happened to you or something that you did. Okay? Can you see the difference here? My story is a story of brokenness. It is a story of overcoming great trials in my life. Great trials in my life. I mean, I'm 32 years old and I have experienced more trials in my life than most would experience in their entire journey of life. Literally. Hey, that's okay because now... Now God gets the glory. For years, he didn't. For years, I was a victim. For years, I carried shame like it was some trophy. Hey, you guys, shame is not a trophy. There's nobody that's going to like get some trophy or some blue ribbon for carrying it longer. (laughs) Like, Um, nobody gets to say, hey, well, you've been carrying that for 10 years. Keep on going because I've been carrying mine for 15. No, like that, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's not, it's not something to be happy about that you carry your shame. Instead of, if we can be a people that gets free of shame and set free from that, and we can start dropping that at the feet of Jesus and picking up what he actually says for us and and walking in forgiveness. Now that's something that people can be proud of. That's something that you can help somebody else. You know, okay, here's a saying that I do know. <laughs> when you get to where you're going, turn around and and pull somebody up with you, you know? That's something that you can do. That's something that you can be that you can be proud of. It says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To cleanse us. It says if we confess them. That's all we have to do. We have to open our mouth and confess our sins. He already knows them, but it's our job to do that second part of saying like, hey, messed up again, right? He's going to forgive you and then you get to be cleansed. This is where a lot of people don't, don't, um, don't grasp this. They miss this part. They ask for forgiveness. They go to the front of the altar at church. They call everybody around town. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They go to that. They might even go to that person that they hurt. I'm so sorry. And they say they give it to Jesus. And they say they laid it down at his feet. But guess what else? They don't walk in being cleansed, washed in the blood, set free 
Instead, they keep picking it up. They keep picking it up. Friend, I want to tell you, quit picking it up. Quit picking it up. Quit touching it. Quit talking about it. If you have asked for forgiveness and you have been pure in heart and you um, have received the love from Christ, then you are to be set free and to walk in the truth of that. That you've been cleansed. That you have repented. Right? I lived my life in years of just kind of not wanting to be too much. (laughs) Not wanting to say too much. So worried about my past and the shame and the blame and all these things that I was not supposed to carry, you know, um, feeling like a disgrace, feeling like unworthy, you know, or like a fraud, you know, like if I say that, you know, I, I've done all these things that are shameful and God's given me the glory and he's repented Um, And I knew that in my heart, but I kept picking it up because I was like, well, what is that college friend that saw me do that going to think? Or what is that person that I hurt going to think? Or what is that person that has done something to me, something super shameful to me? If they find out (laughs) that I'm talking about Jesus and they did this thing to me, that they wanted me to carry forever, what are they going to do if they find out I'm no longer carrying that? Are they going to come for me again so that I get held captive again? All these things held me back. All these things. You know what the Bible says in Isaiah 61, 7? He says, instead of your shame, man, this gets me emotional. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, their land that they shall possess a double portion, that they should have everlasting joy. Joy. Do you want a double portion? Do you want to have everlasting joy? Do you want to rejoice in everything? I do. And I am. I am seeing the goodness of this now. When I dropped that shame, when I took off that chain to my legs that was just, I was carrying it around forever. And it was, it was never my cross to bear. It was never my cross to bear. Some of you have been carrying things for years since you were a child, I had, I'd carried things that had been done to me as a kid that nobody knew about. Nobody, I didn't know how to talk about them. I didn't know um, who to tell. I, I didn't know if I would ever have peace about it. Um, I, I, ju- I just had carried them for years since I was a little bitty girl. 
I would hear other people talking about similar situations and how they had gotten free. I'd heard testimony after testimony after testimony. I had heard family and friends talk about similar situations and it would always just spark, you know, hit a nerve in me that I knew that I had carried that forever and I did not know how to get set free. I carried that for years, like 25 years, you guys. Some of y'all have been carrying stuff that long and longer. What is the cost of it? What is it costing you right now? Who is suffering because of your shame? Who is missing out because of your shame? I'm telling you right now, me and you would not be having this little conversation right now had I kept myself captive in the shame and the blame that, that, that Satan wanted to keep me in. I'm telling you right now, the relationship with my husband and with my children would not be what it is to date had I not been able to get free from that condemnation and shame that I was putting on myself, that I was literally picking up myself. I don't want anybody to live like that. I don't want anybody to be held captive, a prisoner in their own world. You know, you can see this sometimes physically on people. I mean, the shame has overtaken their outward appearance. It's so heavy on them that you can see it from a mile away. You can see it under their eyes. They're just dead inside. I look back at pictures and I can see that in me. I can see that physically. I can see it all over me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, glory to God that that is no longer me. Glory to God that I am, that I am so, have been set free. And I want that for you. I have seen redemption in myself. I've seen redemption in my marriage. I've seen a difference in my children because their mama doesn't have any shame anymore. I'm not walking around like a victim. I am a victor and I will equip them to be the same. That when they stumble and that when they fall, that when something is done to them or when they do something wrong, that they would not hold that forever, that they would leave it at the feet of Jesus and they would pick up what he has for them and walk. He would lay all the dead and he would pick up all the life. Friends, he has something greater for you. He does. He has freedom for you. And if you are not living that life of joy, if you are not able to shout of, of praise, if, if you are just held captive in your mind, I want you to get set free from that today because I know that that is just, it is too much of a, a high cost to bear. I mean, in fact, it may be costing you everything. It may cost you your life. It may cost you your life. Do you know that there's people every single day? I used to be one of them that was stressed, depressed, anxiety, just stricken all over me. And I ended up becoming suicidal because of it. There are millions, millions all over the world that are suffering with this. And a lot of this, I believe, is because they are carrying a shame that they are not to carry. 
that the weight of the world is on their shoulders and they need to turn it over to Jesus because he's the one that carries the world. He's the one that created the world and he's already got it taken care of. He knew the ending before the beginning. He knew um, that there would be troubled waters, right? He knew that we would sin. He knew that we would not be perfect. He didn't make us perfect, right? He knew that we would fall short so that we would need a, what, Savior. If all of us were free from sin, would we need a Savior? No, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. Um, we have to repent. We have to turn back. We have to ask for forgiveness, right? I think that's like an Acts that um, it says like repent and turn back so that your sins may be cast out or, or something like that. Um, we know that it says that he will wipe every tear from our eyes, right? Today, I have this burning desire in me to literally, I mean, just help people get set free from their shame. I don't know what you've been carrying. It may be really, really heavy. It may be something that you don't know where to turn to. <laughs> turn to Jesus. And you say, okay, Casey, that's fine. I've heard that, man. I've heard that. And I've tried. I've tried because, hey, I used to try, right? I want to give you a word that you can take with you and that you can look up and that you can um, search and that you can just kind of uh, digest and talk to the Lord about. Surrender. Instead of shame, surrender. Can you surrender today? Will you surrender today? Have you actually surrendered this to the Lord? Or you keep picking it up? Do you keep um, talking about it? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I know that I did wrong. I know it wasn't right. Listen. Stop it. Stop it. Stop replaying it in your head about how many times you screwed up. Just stop it. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's what James 4, 7 says. That's talking about su that submitting means surrender, right? I mean, when I think of surrender, I'm like arms outstretched wide, maybe flat on your face, maybe down on your knees. Like I'm fully surrendered, man. I'm sold out and I, I am giving this over to the Lord. Maybe you've done that before. Do it again. Maybe you've done it before, but the whole time you've been doing it, you're actually not surrendering because all you are is thinking about what the people behind you are looking at you. <laughs> Stop it. Actually surrender. Let him direct your heart. Right? I want people to live out all the God dreams and desires that they have and what God's given, what God's given you. But you cannot do it in shame because it's going to be like that railroad tie tied around your ankles, keeping you captive, keeping you bound, keeping you um, in the darkness. And man, on the other side of that, there is so much goodness.
friend, I know it because I'm a living, breathing testimony of it. I've been on the other side of it and I will not go back there. And I want to tell you something. If you've got people in your life that you are worried about being set free of your shame because what they're going to think, uh-uh. Take some inventory. Take some inventory. Do a pruning if you got to. It's costing you too much to hold it. It's costing you too much to carry it any longer for another moment. And let me tell you something. When you start getting set free, there will be people that will remind you of who you used to be. There will. I've experienced it. I know. Hey, I don't fight that. I don't fight that flesh and flesh because that's not for me. He's already taken it. You know, now I can just say, <laughs> yeah, thank God for Jesus. You know, thank goodness for Jesus. I'm so thankful that I am not that person anymore. Right? Friends, there's so much more out there. There really, really is. And we were designed to live a life full of joy. But we all have to agree that we're going to set it down. There's only one, there's only one that's free from sin and free from shame. And his name is Jesus. Quit putting your name where his is at. Quit putting yourself in a position where he's already there. You're not going to replace him. I don't care how long you carry it. I just had that on my heart today and I pray that it resonates with somebody. And if it does, I would love to hear from you. I'm going to pray over us. Father God, thank you. Thank you for setting me free of that shame. Lord, thank you for just taking the shackles off of me. Lord, thank you for the freedom. God, and I pray that whoever's listening to this today, that I don't care how long they've been carrying it, maybe a minute, maybe a day, maybe a decade or longer, Lord, that they would actually be set free, that they would go through the process of actually submitting and surrendering to you, Lord, and that they would be able to have a double portion that they would have joy that passes all understanding, God, that they would just have a more of a pep in their set, that they would their physical appearance would change and people would say, what's going on with you? And that they would give you the glory, that they would point it back to you, Lord, that this, that this would not be done with a haughty spirit, Lord, that it would be done with an humble spirit and that they would know that it was you that did it. God, I thank you for bearing that cross. I thank you for bearing the sins that I fall short daily. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me. And I just pray that whoever's listening to this knows that you are their savior too and that you love them so, so much. God, I thank you for today. I thank you and I honor you and I praise you. Amen. Hey friend, I pray that this podcast resonated with you today. If it did, would you please do me a favor? Take three minutes and give me a review. Five star is obviously the best. And in the comments, write how God spoke to you today. Also, if you are not already, please, please, please follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Casey Graham Russell all together. I would love to connect with you over there. And if you haven't checked out my website, CaseyGrahamRussell.com, we are constantly updating things. I'm sending out emails and just trying my best to give you guys more tools to live out your God-sized dreams. 
Until next time, God bless. And hey, guess what? I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more.